0: Bam. We're live. Five minutes early. I've been trying to do this. uh, Come on a few minutes early every morning. What for? I don't know. Oh, because there's stuff I want to show, like before the, uh, or stuff I want to say that I kind of don't want to bother the uh, guest with. Got you. For example... Uh, between now and uh, December 23rd, if you uh, sign up over at California Hormones, use discount code SEVON, you will be entered into a contest to win a free L1. I'm pretty sure I will be drawing the winner on Christmas Eve morning. That's December 24th. Jamie, good morning. Graham, good morning. Graham, good morning. Jamie, good morning. Nora, good morning. That's my aunt's name, Nora. Um, there's two clips I wanted to show you before the show started today. Uh, by the way, thank you, Matt Souza. Matt Souza did uh, load up all of the Zello shows that we're planning to do. He loaded up five on Saturday, five on Sunday. You should go over there, subscribe to the show, click the bell link, uh, and then put all um notifications. And then if you hate that shit after zealous is over, you can unsubscribe and do all that. But you should do it now if you want to be notified during the weekend of all the times we go live. Uh, with the zealous games, Kevin Smith, good morning, Alex, good morning, Brian, good morning, Michael, good morning, Johnny, good morning, Mr. Tyler Watkins. Uh, he will be joining us on a few of the zealous games broadcasts. Good morning, uh, Magnus Holmgram, keeping it straight as always. Good afternoon, Caleb, and good morning, Sevon. Thank you. Wow, very thoughtful, Pablo. Uh, no, knowing his audience, right, Caleb? Uh, Pablo. Mm-hmm. Uh, good afternoon from Europe. Look at that name. Pablo Aronja Monte Monte Gudo. Gudo? Gudo. Uh, and the duck is in the house, Miss Mallard. Um I want to show you guys a uh, two clips before Miss Miss Christine Colenbrander comes on. If I can, uh, do you see them at the top? The first one is uh, okay, here we go. This first one is increased deaths. I've been following this account for a while. I asked this guy if he would come on the show. He said that he doesn't see how he fits in with my audience, but he definitely does. He basically shows you where to invest based on where um, politicians are investing, and he seems like a very sophisticated computer programmer. If you don't follow this account, you should. Quiver Quantitative. Okay, action
1: largest funeral home business in North America, Service Corp International, reported that so far in 2022, the company has made almost $500 million in profits, and its stock is up over 15% since the earnings report. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Listen to this clip of the CEO of Service Corp last week during the earnings call talking about the unexpected business.
2: And you, So what we would have expected is, why wouldn't we go back towards, uh, let's say, a 2019 level? Maybe you get a percent or so growth off 2019 I would expect that so what we're telling you is the third quarter this year we did 15% more calls than we did in the third quarter of 2019 that is not what anybody would have anticipated
1: What the CEO is saying is that they had 15% more business than they did in the third quarter of 2019, far more than he and anyone else anticipated. Interestingly, Congressman Lowenthal bought up to $75,000 in SCI in the month leading up to the earnings. And lastly, when we look at the other end of the spectrum, we can see that Lincoln National, a major insurance company, took an unexpected $2.1 billion loss in their life insurance division, causing the stock to dive almost 40%. So the question is, what's the cause behind this unexpected uptick in deaths that are catching analysts and companies by surprise? I'll leave that up to you to decide the funeral home uh, business. Is-
0: so I'd like to tell you that when I was raised as a child, uh, there was tons of talk about how there was going to be population explosion. And by the time 2000, 2030 came around, the country would be completely. Um, uh, the oh, wow. Uh, Seb on the paper street, coffee link doesn't work Which one uh, on YouTube. OK, we will fix that. Thank you. So the talk was that um, we were going to have a population explosion, and now we are, for some reason, in, uh, in population decline in many places around the world, and deaths are skyrocketing. Uh, you know, Maybe is it the tsunami, uh, tsunami of chronic disease that's around that Glassman warned us about for 20 years? But something is going on. Uh, don't take that guy's word for it. Just look up anything you want. Just Google around funeral homes, deaths, all that, and you'll see that uh, something – Is happening. While. um, While. uh, Caleb is looking at that. I want to show you one more clip I saw this morning. This reminded me of Christine. Colon Because when I was researching her. uh, One of the questions. I heard someone ask her. Is is like if you could be famous for anything. What would you want to be famous for. And I saw this clip. And I, I don't know who this guy is. But he's obviously some important oh he's a guy in the baltimore ravens his name is lamar jackson he's a quarterback okay he's the quarterback and i saw this and um i was like wow this is uh this is really cool and i and I, i think this is why i think this is like the best thing a football player or any famous person could do Am I doing this right? Okay, so this is Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. You said he's a quarterback? Yep. Okay, here he is walking into a room, and uh, the irony is this is a boy who has uh, some severe heart condition.
1: What's up? We got so I got here to Andrew. see you. What's <laughs> up, How you doing, How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? you
3: doing, What's
1: up, bro? Yeah, you, yeah, it. So, you good? Really so, nice you. <laughs> What's up, bro? He had no he clue. He had no clue. How you doing, bro? You good? Yeah. <laughs> you, good, you good, man? Pretty cool or what? I like the jersey, too, dog. <laughs> I like the two, man. I like the two. <laughs>
0: I mean, I can't think of anything better to do with this fame than bring uh, happiness and joy to children. And I saw that this morning. I was like, that is dope. What a good dude Lamar Jackson is. And he seems like a great guy. I guess that kid really envies him. He's got the Lamar Jackson jersey on. He's got some sort of heart condition. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... uh he took the time out of his day to visit that kid. Christine Young, good morning. Uh Jethro. There's a Jethro in the house. Good morning. Kevin, wholesome. Yeah. I thought yeah, it is wholesome, right? It's cool. It's like uh that experience can't be purchased, what Lamar just got right there. What he got. No one can buy that. He earned that. He earned that right to bring happiness into people's lives. By throwing a, a ball around,
2: I always appreciate it when people who are famous like actually invest themselves in like those Make a Wish Foundation things, or like not just they just like show up and like I'm here. Who wants to Who wants a signature kind of thing? Like when yeah. they actually show up and like
0: make an effort, it's pretty cool. Uh, Christine, hi. Hey. Good morning.
3: Good morning. I'm trying to get my laptop to work, but it keeps blocking the microphone and camera
0: are, are you on chrome
3: nope i'm on my friend's laptop does it need to be on chrome
0: uh it can be on any laptop but um d- by the way don't stress it's our show people are just happy to see you <laughs> so no stress um but it has to be the chrome browser
3: gotcha it
0: can't be like is it is it a mac
3: it is not a mac but it's not the chrome browser so let me get that really quick
0: I think it has to be the Chrome Brother. That's awesome. It'll be better if you're on a computer too. Although, yeah,
3: then I won't have to hold my phone out. The whole time.
0: Oh yeah, that would suck. <laughs> that would make your arms so sore and affect your performance at the Zillow's um, games.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: You cannot have that. <laughs> you uh, have a very cool name, Christine Brander.
3: Thank you. Um, I shortened it on my Instagram for a while and kind of with CrossFit because people cut. Messing it up,
0: am I, I messing it up?
3: No, you got it right. It's just how, ha- like, how it is spelled: Colin Brander. But. And
0: how would they mess it up? They try to say it all fancy.
3: I think people just get like overwhelmed that it's a lot of letters, and then they like freak out. Like they'll be like, "Col, col, le- uh," <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" So like over the announcement, like if I was like in the middle of an event at CrossFit, like they would, I could hear them like just freaking out over my name and i'm like okay
0: what did you shorten up. it to
3: just Co- cole. cole but i feel like now they know my last name's cole so now it's like some people think my last name's cole and some people think it's cool <laughs> and like- then i'm married too so some people think it's steven's
1: I
0: like how she's angry and types her keyboard. That's aggressive. No, she's not angry. She's just too strong. She's like Bam Bam <laughs> from the Flintstones. She just breaks shit. everything she touches.
3: Okay. That is actually, I get made of made fun of all the time because I do everything so aggressively. But.
0: Are you going to change your last name to Stevens?
3: I don't know. I kind of like having like three different options. Yeah, it's cool. And like, you can tell people that your last name, like I could tell people that my last name is Stevens and the only time that it's really going to be an issue is like a government document. Right. Like right. you can make like your last name can be whatever you want.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think my wife, my wife goes by Haley Matosian, but I think the, she went down to change her name and she like brought the wrong document. Like she mm-hmm. brought the kid's birth certificate instead of her own or something. So I don't think she ever changed it. I should ask her that.
3: I think there's a lot of people in that boat. Um, okay. Let's
0: see. Oh, it's, is Spiegel a boy or a girl? Is who? Oh, sorry. Parker. I was talking to Caleb. I'm, tr- I'm trying to fill the air while you uh, just do your thing and do your thing don't worry okay. no one no one cares everyone's cool on this show I feel like it's, mostly I
2: feel like it's a dude i
0: They're thought it was a dude sometimes. i thought it was a dude also i guess heidi's pretty crass so it could be a girl i'm starting to think trish might be a girl and i always thought trish was a guy
2: what made you think that trish was a girl
0: that's something something uh trish said about going through menopause Oh, Trish says boy. All right, fine, fine, okay, fine. Uh Daniel Garrity. Sevon goes by Sevon Castro most of the time. Oh, you're so clever this morning. You're so, you're so clever. So clever. I, I do
2: apologize to my wife for having for taking my last name. She said she wanted to, and I was like, okay. Yeah,
0: you're as soon as wrong. we had kids, my my wife wanted to take my last name too. But mine's not Beaver yeah <laughs>
2: she was old enough that she just like didn't really care what people if people were gonna make comments about it but I grew up with it for forever
0: how how often would people make fun of your last name Caleb
2: uh at least every day
0: every day so uh, every 24 hour you want a 24 hour cycle
2: yeah pretty much yeah, there's always great. some sort of joke especially when we were like teenagers in high school yeah it was just and everybody figured out what beaver meant
0: And they're like, oh, your last name's Beaver. And I'm like, good one, dude. (laughs) That's like me when I started CrossFit.
3: (laughs) Okay, do you guys have any tips? It's like, it's saying camera and microphone aloud, but then when I refresh it, it says entering studio. And then it all of a sudden says your mic and camera is blocked.
0: Okay, do you see this? See, there's a gear down there at the bottom and it says settings. Are you in the studio? It's weird because I don't see you pop up in the no, studio. Okay.
3: It's like this right now.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, what does it? Do you have to allow something in that right hand corner there? What's that blue? Button?
3: Yeah. So it says that's join without mic. It says you can go up to the camera and supposed to be able to click always allow, but it says camera and microphone allowed.
0: And that's Chrome. Yep. And that's an that's a Mac. Uh,
3: I don't think it's a Mac.
0: Let me see the keyboard. Okay. Um go ahead and just go in the studio and let's see what happens. Okay. With, with it not allowed. Okay. And and then I'll uh we'll see you pop up. Okay. Device mm-hmm. not give me one second. Okay. It, browser
3: is locked. I can
0: click. Okay. It says device not connected. It must be some sort of security thing. You want to just lean your phone on something?
3: Oh, I wonder. Hold on.
0: Okay. I've seen this happen before. I wish I could remember what the solution is.
3: Can you hear me right now?
0: I can hear you. Great. But on, but not. Oh, for, I can't, Oh, you're coming on. Here we okay, go.
3: Let me leave this one. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Now we have to figure out the.
0: Dang. Look at you. Jeff. Jeff. I was actually thinking about you last night as I was tossing and turning in bed. I didn't sleep so good last night because I drank a cup, a cup of coffee on the 7 o'clock show.
2: Ooh. Yeah, I couldn't sleep last night either.
0: Because you heard b- bombs dropping? You heard shelling? No, no I just couldn't sleep here.
3: Okay, it's letting me do the audio, but it won't let me do the camera.
0: Um, is, do you see a gear down at the bottom and it says settings? it's in between oh, yeah make, click on that and it should open up a window and then you should see camera yep i and was just make i was just making fun of someone on yesterday's show <laughs> about how the first 15 minutes to an hour that they had you on the podcast was complete garbage so i think i jinxed us oh no i
3: think I jinxed us. it's my
0: fault no no it's my fault it's my fault i should keep my mouth shut just-
3: okay so i'm on the settings but
0: and then and then you should see a button that says camera. Yep. And then you'll see some drop-down menus and see if you can choose the camera for the uh, computer. Yeah. Uh,
3: It'd
2: be kind of funny if your laptop didn't have a camera.
3: It does. I can see it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um,
0: Good question, though. Important. Uh, Sousa is not on the show today. He's probably uh, teaching a class. I hope you're enjoying this Clydesdale. I hope you're enjoying this. <laughs> I
2: wonder if this will happen when he comes on. Mm, mm,
0: mm, mm, mm. I hope you're enjoying this. He's like this sucker.
2: <laughs> I wonder how much weight he's lost.
0: I, I saw a picture on his Instagram the other day. It looks like he's doing it. It's crazy. I think he comes on Monday after Zealous yeah. games. Mr. Mr. Switzer. Is it, is it Switzer or Schweitzer?
2: I don't
0: remember. She doesn't want to hold the iPhone the whole time, is is what I think it is, in her hand. But she could probably lean it against something. I suspect they are burning Michigan down today after what happened last night. So maybe Internet in Michigan is cut off. What happened last night in Michigan?
2: Guessing the Democrats won
0: the House, maybe? I've never been. uh, Or vice versa. I thought
2: John Fetterman won, too. That was hilarious. That's, That's crazy. That's crazy. He couldn't string two words together. <laughs> I guess the alternative was Dr. Oz. Which I also found to be bizarre. The fact that. I, I, I... <sighs> like, how do we come to that?
0: Oh, uh, Bruce, the red wave was not even a wave.
2: Not even a drop in the bucket. I think the Democrats will still hold like a majority of the seats or something by like one or two seats.
0: Absolutely amazing. Yes, it is the idiocracy. It is fucking nuts.
2: I love watching all the parallels from that movie to real life in the past couple of
1: years.
0: When will you realize that it's the institutions you should worry about, not the individuals? Uh, this morning health magazine put out an article saying that there is a direct link between, uh, Oh, Oh, oh
3: I'm just going to get out my phone. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay.
0: You could just lean it on something. We hear you well too.
3: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Is this or like up here? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah there we go is that okay yeah okay Who, who's Thank your you? it Sorry. gal who's your uh, this it this is Mallory Lawson she hello
0: no say that. hi Mallory um, what's up girl
3: hey competed on CrossFit sevens games team in what? 2015 15 and not well, 16 no I had a baby 16 and then she took my spot in 17 when I got hurt but congratulations she spot mama for <laughs>
0: Uh, are you are you proud that Emma Lawson is keeping the flame alive?
3: Uh, yeah, we're not related, but it's pretty cool. To Very cool. Okay, yeah. see ya. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good morning. Good morning. Sorry about
0: that. Uh, since you're not on your computer, I won't show you this, but I'll just tell you about it because it's harder to see on the phone. But we started the show with a clip of a, the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. His name is Lamar Jackson, nice. and it shows him walking into a room to surprise a kid who has some heart condition and give him a hug. And I saw that this morning and it reminded me of an answer you gave on a podcast where you said, if they, they asked you, if you could be famous for any reason, what, what would it be? And, you know, a lot of people would say actor or athlete. And you said, I would want to be famous just because I'm a good person.
3: Yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, oh, well, it's a great,
0: it's a great answer. I think it may have been Clydesdale, the Clydesdale podcast, uh, but it, yeah. it's a great answer.
3: Yeah, that's definitely what I would want to be famous for
0: your Instagram screams that, that you want to be, that you want to be a good person.
3: Thank you. I hope it's not just that. Like I want to be It's like, (laughs) time will tell I am, but yeah.
0: Uh, Johnny, she is a goddess. I I think she's a, just a regular human, but, but uh, we, we, we shall not rule out, uh, any, anything saved by grace, CrossFit athlete. Enneagram three, four. I took my test yesterday, just so you know. I'd never even heard of that. I was a, I was a three and an eight.
3: I think you're an eight. Jared's an eight.
0: Yeah, I was a, I was a three and an eight. Yeah. And uh, so, so I learned a little bit about that. Um, I took the seven-page test. They keep asking you the same questions over and over, just kind of changing the wording, I guess, to make yeah. sure that you're answering them consistently.
3: There's a bunch of different tests, too. Some are better than others. I can send you some.
0: level 10 gymnast
3: yeah how'd you find that out
0: probably your instagram Hmm. or podcast or something that's nuts
3: yeah that was was a big part of my life uh 10 so it's like level 10 is the top of like the normal gymnastics that you can do anything above that is considered elite and at that point you're like homeschooled training for the olympics like that type of thing
0: do so. you go back down to level 1? Is it like a whole new no. no. You're just you're an elite gymnast. Yeah. Um yeah. there's some clips uh Caleb some links. Can we look at those? How old were you when you started gymnastics?
3: I was 5.
0: And your parents just put you in it or how, how does that work?
3: Um they put me in dance class and it was like at this mall and you had to walk past oh yeah. You had to walk past um a gymnastics facility to get to the dance class. And I just remember every day being like, mom, I want to go do that. And so eventually she took me and I really liked it. So, and, and,
0: and what kind of dance was it?
3: Oh, you know, like little kid dance, like ballet and tap and just a little bit of everything.
0: So five-year-old, you start gymnastics. T- tell me about that. You start with just one class a week and eventually it consumes your life and you're to be level 10. You're doing it five days a week.
3: Yeah, so at first when you start, everyone's just in, like, recreational gymnastics one time a week. Um, And I don't really know how it works. I would assume, like, the coaches just kind of, like, if you're talented, they go talk to your parents and eventually ask, like, hey, do you want to compete? And that was something I was interested in. So then I think it was after, like, a year or two of just doing it for fun, um, they moved me up to... Competitive. These videos are hilarious because that actually was not like in the heat of me doing gymnastics. I went back into gymnastics when I was like 24, I think, just because I missed competing. So, like, these videos are not like me in the prime of my gymnastics. This is like me as an adult doing gymnastics.
0: (laughs) So when you go back, do they have like an adult league, like an adult rec league? No.
3: No, I was just crazy. Like, so I quit gymnastics when I was 15. I had a really bad, um, injury, had to get knee surgery. Uh, my coach moved to California. Um, it's fun to watch these. Uh, and I wound up quitting I did track in high school. And then after high school, just like really struggled with, Like I want, I wanted to compete again. I wanted to be an athlete, but I didn't know what I loved, what I wanted to do. Um, and I just kind of had this, like, I can't really explain it, but just something inside me that like, I was supposed to do gymnastics again. I don't, I don't know. So I went and talked to my old coach and just kind of like explained my heart about it. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. Like no hesitation. And, um, I didn't really know the full purpose behind it. <laughs> That's cute. Um, but I went and did it for a year and I trained like four hours a day, five wow. days a week. Um, I was so weak when I first started, like would try to do a handstand on the bar and my shoulders would literally give out. Um but we just like kept working every day and built like a really good base and core. And I wound up getting back all of the skills that i had when I quit. They weren't as pretty as back then because I was bigger. Um, But after that, it just like got to a point where like the door was definitely closing. I I hurt myself and I was just kind of like, what am I doing? Like, why am I? why am I doing gymnastics? Like I'm an adult. Like this is strange. Um, It was just clear that that door was closing. And then I found CrossFit shortly after that. And I think doing that year of gymnastics, like skyrocketed me, skyrocketed me forward.
0: No doubt. You You mean in CrossFit with CrossFit?
3: Yes. Yeah. Like even just like getting body awareness back. And like, I feel like gymnastics strength is so much like, strict movement and like um just like building your tendons and everything back up and i i did that for four hours a day for a full year before starting crossfit so
0: that that's music to uh greg's ear i did uh one of the things that and this is my perspective but one of the things that i gleaned off of greg whenever we would go to the crossfit games is because he had a gymnastics background he was never fully impressed by the crossfit games athletes yeah. I would hear him like almost whisper under his breath, or I probably heard him gymnasts are way, more, way stronger than this. Yeah. You no, know, he had a, he had a dedication and a loyalty to that gymnastics pedigree that he came from.
3: Yeah. Um, I get asked a lot, like "Is CrossFit scary. And I'm like, not anywhere close to gymnastics
0: <laughs> not compared to the balance
3: beam <laughs> or the bars. Like, it's like, if you make one degree of mistake, like, you could kill yourself, you know? I mean, even with a snatch, it's like you can have a little bit of an error and still like you're not going to kill yourself. You might miss the lift, but you're okay.
0: Tell me about your injury, your knee injury.
3: It was pretty crazy. Um, so this, I was warming up to compete at like the first uh, meet of the season. I was in ninth grade. And vault was my favorite. What
0: is that fourteen? Is
3: that I think so. Yeah, okay. fourteen. Um, we were warming up vaults, and that was my favorite. Like super confident on the vault, and in one of my warm up vaults, I landed just like completely straight legged. Christine, accident. sorry.
0: The vault is it's that spring thing. You run yeah. at it and you jump on the tip of it, yep. and then it shoots you into the air. Yep. Okay.
3: Yeah, you run full what force. What a
0: crazy contraption yeah fucking crazy contraption yeah like something that like you'd seen a cartoon
3: Mm -hmm. but i liked it because it was just like go as hard as you can one time and you're done um so i'm warming up for that i land completely straight-legged on accident and my legs hyperextended so like i went backwards Uh um
0: meaning the knee bent the wrong way
3: yeah like yeah it went the wrong way so I like try to stand up, my knees buckle underneath me because I think like the tendons are super loose at that point. Um long story short, I went in to get an X-ray on or an MRI on my knee that because one of them was worse than the other. And they were like, let's just take imaging of both of them, just to like compare the good one to the bad one. And we were like, okay. And they came back with the imaging and they were like, hey, your knee that you hurt is going to be fine. Like it just needs rest. Your good knee. We found um, something called avascular necrosis. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. But it's, it's not basically-
0: getting blood and something's dying.
3: Yes. So it was like a quarter size, um, just dead in my knee bone. And they were like, you need surgery pretty much immediately. Um, they were like, if you don't get surgery, it's just going to keep spreading and eventually you'll need a knee replacement. And I was like, what? Like that knee didn't hurt at all, like had no signs or symptoms. Um, so if I wouldn't have hurt the other knee, they wouldn't have found it and it would have kept spreading and my knee could have wound up useless. So got the surgery, but it was like six weeks on crutches, couldn't run or jump for six months.
0: Can um, I ask you a question here real quick? When, yeah. when you say they fixed it, do they bring a blood vessel to it to feed it?
3: No, they they drilled two holes into the knee bone or the patella. And um, the hope is just that blood will like go into those holes and start like revitalizing it.
2: Wow. It stimulate, stimulate some sort of
0: healing factor.
3: Yeah um and they were kind of like it might work it might not work but it did work so yeah and and how do
0: you know how do you know it works six months later they do another uh mri on it and they're like yep it's back to life
3: yeah but i mean think about that like as a 14 15 year old like being told like you can't run or jump for six months like i was so miserable it was terrible
0: Oh, I mean, for, for most 14 year olds, it wouldn't be miserable. They would just double <laughs> down on their, uh, time in front of the computer.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: But you were spending 10, 15, 20 hours a week running and jumping.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So it was like,
0: what was your peak training for gymnastics? What would like the, a peak week look like in, in, in your highest level? And, and, but by the way, was that the end of your gymnastics career right there?
3: Okay. Yeah. So it was like, I tried to come back after the six months um, and we got a new coach during that time. And I did, I didn't click with her very well. Um, like she didn't know me as an athlete. So I feel like, and nothing against her, but it's just like, she didn't toss me to the side, but I was just kind of like off to the side and she didn't put priority on me. And then during that time kind of realized like there was a social life outside of gymnastics. I got my first boyfriend, like, I started realizing like, Oh, there's some things outside of this one thing that I know. And that felt good. And I wound up quitting, but I kind of always regretted that. And that's part of the reason that I went back and did gymnastics for a year.
0: And, and, and tell me about the, the most at your peak of training, what it looked yeah, like.
3: So I think the most was five days a week. Um, Five hours, in one session, and like two hours in a different session.
0: So that's eight plus five. That's thirteen hours a week.
3: No, it was more than that. Um, five five hours a day and one session and two hours. So like seven oh, hours. Oh shit! It's so like thirty-five hours. Wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, I was thinking it was one day with five hours and the other days were just two hours. No. Holy cow.
3: <laughs> yeah, I seriously like. Sometimes I look back. And I'm like, I, I'm not saying I'm like, like, I'm like, was I tougher and more dedicated as a child, but you don't know any better. So you just like do what I loved it. And that's just what we did. You know,
2: your parents just keep dropping you off and you just keep going to practice. Yeah. We
3: had like a carpool group and it was like, I would go to school get in the car, drive a half hour to gymnastics practice during school year, it was four hours. So it was four 30 to eight 30. Um, and then get Ugh, only the car, 20
0: hours a week,
3: get back in the car, do homework on the way home, eat when I get home, go to bed, same thing the next day. Like it was just so regimented.
0: Um, and at, at which point did you start track and field?
3: Started track. I think I did it one year in middle school just for fun. Like I did gymnastics and track just because I thought it would be cool to do something with the school, Um, but fully started it sophomore year of high school.
0: So after you were done with gymnastics and you started up track and you just walked, you just knew that they had track at the high school and you just walked in and and joined the team.
3: I was trying to, cause I knew that I wanted to still do athletics. So I was still like, I was just trying to figure out what my thing would be. I did competitive cheer for one season, but that wasn't really, I didn't really click with that.
0: Why um, didn't you click with that? That seems cool. That seems like you could be like a superstar there. Parlay your gymnastic
3: skills. Yeah. I don't know. Like, so the team we were on, I was a, did I do it? I freshman year. No, I must have been a sophomore. I think I was a sophomore when I did it. Um, So the seniors when I did it were really good. And it gave me a respect for the sport. Like, it was hard. Like, it was really hard. Um, But the seniors were graduating who were really good on the team. And it was kind of just like, we weren't going to be good the next year. And I just, I didn't like it enough to keep doing it. And then it was like, okay, well, most competitive cheers, cheerleaders do like the sideline cheer. And just, it just wasn't my, I don't know why it wasn't my thing, but it just, I think it was a little too catty. Like there's a lot of drama, a lot of crying. And I think coming from
1: gymnastics, <laughs> you weren't
3: like in gymnastics, you're not allowed to be like that. Sexist,
0: sexist. No, no, no. No, no. I know. I, I know it's not. I'm just being a
3: I just like the culture I was used to with gymnastics was so opposite of cheer. Um, and I just Very disciplined.
0: To the, yeah. My, uh, my kids have been doing jujitsu for many years with the same coach. Right. And they mm-hmm. start one of them, two of them started when they were three and one started with four. And after three years the other day, um, finally I heard th- my, my favorite coach that they go to one of my boys hurt himself and he hadn't started crying yet. And the coach went over and rewarded him for not crying. He goes, yeah, he goes, you- you're at that age now where you got to start toughen up just because you get knee in the head and practice doesn't mean you resort to crying. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, he's giving him the talk.
3: So my first competitive gymnastics practice, I was probably seven, maybe six. Um, and at that point, like gymnastics is just fun to me. This is kind of sad, but we were stretching for a warm up. And I so was like, That's good of, for
0: ratings. If you try a little bit, that would be awesome.
3: I was like, stretching. We were doing our splits and I'm kind of like laughing, talking to a girl. And the coach comes over and was like, Stop laughing and just like shoved my hips down to the ground. And it hurt so bad. And I just remember like a tear came down my cheek. And I was just like, this is what competitive gymnastics is like. It's just such a shift, um, but I'll never forget that.
0: You, you, um I used to take my kid to gymnastics before they started requiring masks, and I pulled them out immediately. <laughs> but uh, um I would see the fucking coaches there with Very the nice. teenage girls, and they were so it, – it, it, lo- it looked inappropriate to me. Like the way they would physically push them around in stretches and in movements and in positions. I was like, how could that be good for anybody?
3: Yeah. It's an interesting culture and talking through a lot of the things that I think I had good coaches, but I think just the overall culture of gymnastics and like how you're taught to coach is very toxic and borderline abusive and like psychologically abusive. Um, And I did not realize that until I started sharing like some of my stories with Jared. And he's like, Christine, these things are not normal. And I'm like, huh? (laughs) Like it's really made me like this sport. And I think a lot of it is happening up at the top, like push for change with like USA gymnastics and all that. But, um,
0: I kind of get it. I get it in the military. I get it in the military. And, and, and I, and I do appreciate some level of hazing, uh, uh, um, yeah. I, I don't want to sound sexist, but uh, definitely amongst boys, I, I appreciate some sort of hazing. I think things should be earned, but there is a difference between toughening people up, yeah, and and, and and abusing them. I don't know exactly where that.
3: I think the main thing with gymnastics is like you're you're with your coach so much that they become almost like a mother to you, and you're ex- you're seeking validation from them. And especially at such a young age, and right. they very much play the like, if you do good, I love you and I'll give you a hug. If you fall, I'm not going to give you a hug. That type of right. thing. Right, right. So then it's like, like what that does to like a young girl's mind is just like.
0: The single most important variable is your performance, not yeah that you show up on time or that you you lend the other kids some of your lunch or none of that other shit matters. No, no. It's like good score, love you. Bad score, hate you. <laughs> yeah, make room for another kid who's better than you.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um in, in track, what did you what did you do? What um
3: I ran the 200 a little bit, really liked the 200, but my main thing was pole vault.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. How do you decide you're going to do pole vault? That seems like such a weird thing.
3: Yeah, I didn't decide it. Um, they decided for me so basically like the first day of practice they had us all go do strict pull-ups in the weight room and the people that could do like a good amount of strict pull-ups were on the pull vault squad
0: <laughs> by the way christine um my name's sevon and that's caleb down there
3: Hi. (laughs) Nice to
0: meet you guys. And for those of you who don't know, Christine uh, was at the CrossFit Games last year. I think most of you know that. Um, And uh, this uh, upcoming weekend, she is going to be competing at the um, Zelos Games. Uh, Really a uh, phenomenal athlete and uh, deep individual as, as as you can see by going to her Instagram, but as we're also going to find out. Okay, so pole vaulting, you could do some pull-ups. Do you remember how many you did?
3: No, at least ten.
0: Wow. Okay, and they were probably all beautiful and straight, and your body was in like the hollow rock position, toes pointed, and you're like, yeah,
3: yeah. I remember though. They were like, okay, you're going to pull vault, and I was like, I do not want to do that. And they're like, nope, you're doing it. <laughs> I was like, okay.
0: And how long did you do that?
3: Um, through my senior year, I had some offers from colleges, but it, I loved gymnastics so much, and I knew I knew what that felt like to love a sport so much. And I didn't have that with pole vault, and I was just like, it didn't stay right with me. To I feel like if you're going to be a college athlete, you have to love your sport, you know.
0: Um, it- you know what's weird is, uh, YouTube has been pushed. So I have I have I started this other account. It's called um, Capable Child Consulting, and it's just an mm-hmm. outlet for me to make one minute videos every single day where I just talk about things I do with my kids to make them capable. And anyway, so I've been post, and that's the only account I have on my phone, my YouTube account, and I just post. But every time I go to post, I, I treat YouTube like Instagram now. Mm. I just do these like little short one minute posts on there. Yeah. And every time I open the YouTube app now, it shows me a girl's track and field event, and the screenshot is like their suit pulled up into their ass. Yeah. They're I, like pole vaulters. Track. <laughs> it's like become this huge. F- I think. And, yeah. and, and I every. And I and I do my darndest not to click on them. Yeah. I'm like, don't don't click on that. You're gonna watch fucking 15 minutes waiting for that one shot where the suits in her button. It's not even gonna be there.
3: Yeah, I think that pole vaulting has become like a big um, thing on social media. Like hottie
0: mchotties. It's like, it's like, can we find the hottest pole vaulters? And yeah, yeah, it's in the and the girls who do the triple jump. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Track is really cool, though.
0: It is really cool. Um, Annie Thor's daughter and Danielle Brandon.
3: I didn't know Annie did. I knew Danielle did.
0: Any others in, in your in your cohort there at the CrossFit Games?
3: Um, do you know who Kelly Nicholas is? She competed on CrossFit Sevens team, 2015, 16, 17. She was a pole vaulter.
0: I don't, but Brian does.
3: Okay. Yeah. My
0: buddy Brian does. He knows So that's all I know of. And uh, is, there, is there is there a sweet spot? Like, is, is there, are there pole vaults where you're like, oh my God, I, I nailed it. Like I, this, I'm just, this is silky smooth.
3: Yeah. I think if you don't knock over the bar, you're like, that was amazing. Cause it's so technical that if you're off by a tiny bit you're not going to make the jump so
0: yeah it's timing it's timing's just massive
3: Mm -hmm. yeah and
0: And then what's the other piece do you have to be crazy strong like your
3: upper body yeah and fast like you have to be going into your vault with a lot of speed to be able to generate enough bend to propel you up
0: um how how many what's the learning curve on that? How many times do you have to <laughs> run so at, the, at the at the <laughs> yeah, how many times do you have to run at that thing before you actually vault?
3: Um, like, they is have it a month drills I mean this is so long ago, but they have drills like you run with it just like on your shoulder and then kind of like plant it in, but you don't jump yet, and then you like kind of jump a little bit. If you move your hands down on the pole, it's not gonna bend as much, so like you can start with that and just get it into the hole and like kind of just jump up onto the mat. And then like, you kind of just keep building confidence from there.
0: God, that point where you have to just like, okay, have Go faith in it. the pole is nuts,
3: but kind of the same thing. Like coming from gymnastics, like I've done very, very scary things. So it's like not that much different,
0: right? Like backflip on the balance beam. Like, yeah, you have to have that, faith. It's going to be there when you land.
3: Backflip is way easier than a front flip on the balance beam. Cause backflip for some reason, it's like, you can kind of see it as you're landing front flip. It's like, I hope it's there when I land, like. Ugh.
0: Right. Oh, cause right. your head okay. goes first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. so the, so the backflip, you get to see it on the landing. Yeah. The so you front flip, like, you have to say goodbye to it as you, as you yeah, rotate past
3: it. It sounds crazy, but as you are coming down, if you can see the beam, you can kind of maneuver yourself a little bit in the air. You know, like if you see something's a little off, you know, like at that point, you know that you're going to make it or you're not going to make it. But being able to see it, you can make tiny little adjustments, but a front flip, like you can't see anything.
0: There's a nasty bruise on your Instagram account of you missing on your leg from missing the balance beam one time. Yeah. Nasty.
3: That hurts so bad. I actually still have like scar tissue right there from that bruise.
0: So you, um, so what? What state did all this happen in? This this Michigan. gymnastic Michigan, yeah. Born and born there and raised there. Yeah. Are you still there?
3: No, uh, I moved to Missouri in 2017 to try to be on the games team.
0: And um, I noticed I, I went through your Instagram and I saw that in 2016 was the first time Jared. That's your husband, right? Yeah. That's the, that's the first time he pops up on your Instagram.
3: 2016. Oh, Joey. Yeah. yeah. I think
0: th- this was the first time.
3: Yeah. So right I here. got asked. So this is the story behind that. Um, they needed a girl on their team for the following year. Cause they had had a couple girls move and Jared was friends with the owner of the gym I went to in Michigan and I was wanting to like get into competing in war and they had a conversation like well if she wants to move down and try to be on the team she could do that so I was kind of like yeah I would like to um I've never been to Missouri so they asked me Jared Sam Dancer and Jen Dancer if I wanted to come be part of their HOA team which is what this picture is I was so nervous like because they should be you should, be. Like you should be
0: look at them they're oh monsters
3: my gosh so scared and like i was so new at crossfit there were so many movements that like i had never rode an assault bike before i had never pushed a sled before and they had all these movements at this competition but it wound up being really good and that was kind of like such a great experience that it was like okay i'm gonna move down
0: Okay let 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 me go back a little bit here. Okay, so you have a track, you uh, gymnastics, great pedigree to come from. Uh, you went balls to the wall and it fully committed. Uh, track and field, so I mean that makes sense. What to not? I can't think of two better things now to uh, parlay into a CrossFit career. And then you graduate from high school and you still haven't found CrossFit.
3: No, and I kick myself for that because I don't know if you experience this, but like when people tell you certain things over and over, and you learn, like, it's almost God or the universe telling you that you should do that thing. People kept telling me about CrossFit when I was younger, and I just, I feel like I didn't listen to the signs. Maybe I wasn't ready for it yet. I don't know. Maybe I needed to go back and do the gymnastics thing first, but um, I did not really do any, uh, that's not, that's not true. I did, like, have a spout where I tried to be a runner. Like, I tried to, like, train for, I did like a 25k and like stuff like that um but other than that I didn't really do much athletically until I started getting those feelings of like missing being an athlete and going back and doing gymnastics so there was a good chunk of time where like I wasn't really doing anything
0: and, and tell me tell me about that that uh your first experience with CrossFit
3: so a girl that I grew up doing gymnastics with had just graduated college and transitioned to doing CrossFit, and I started seeing her stuff on social media and was like, "Okay, that looks like a lot of fun." So and I, what
0: are you doing with your time then? Are you working? This is in Michigan.
3: Yeah, I was working. I knew I loved like health and wellness and nutrition like I I knew that my life was going to be something with like health and wellness. So I was just kind of exploring different things to do with health and wellness. Like I had so many different jobs during that time. Like I worked in a kitchen and like learned how to cook. I worked at the YMCA. I coached gymnastics for a little bit of time. Like I just was trying like everything I could think of like in different facets of health and wellness. I worked out of a retirement at one point, like just trying to see everything. Um,
0: all things, by the way, where you're helping people, all those jobs, you're also help. You're giving something to someone.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about that. Um, but then my friend started doing crossfit. And I was like, okay, that looks fun. Like, how do I do this? And she's like, come try a class, came and tried a class. It was super fun. It was like, high-skilled gymnastics stuff that first day. So I was like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Um, I just kind of, I feel like when that door closed of doing gymnastics as an adult for a year, I had this feeling of like, I know there's something more. I know there's purpose to why I just did this, but I don't know what that is. There was a couple months of like, trying to figure that out and just kind of sitting with it. And then found CrossFit and I was like, oh, I think this was, this was
0: it. Is that how you treat your life a lot? When did you start doing that? Or are you just doing it now just in hindsight? Or do you, do you what often do you mean, reflect? Like
3: purpose, everything? Yeah,
0: just sort of connecting these dots. Um. Ah, oh, that's why I met Jared. Oh, that's <laughs> why we got a flat tire. Oh, that's why I did gymnastics.
3: Yeah. I don't know when that started. I do remember when I hyperextended my knee, there was a coach that I didn't really know that came up to me. So I was like 14 and he was like, you may not see it now, but there is a huge purpose behind this. And I was just like devastated. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, I'm 14. Then, you jackass. Yeah. But then when we got the x-ray or the MRI and saw that the other knee had the disease in it, I was like, okay, this could have been part of the reason that I got hurt. And So maybe it started back then. I don't know.
0: A great quote from your Instagram. Never doubt in the dark what God has told you Mm. in the light. Do you remember making this post? This is uh, seven, eight, eight years ago.
3: Yeah, I remember that. It's so crazy that that's almost 10 years ago. I can't believe I've almost been doing. So I've been doing CrossFit now since 2016. So like. I always in gymnastics, I'm like, okay, I did gymnastics for 11 years. And that just seems like so long to me, but it's like, it won't be that long until I've hit that point with CrossFit, which is just crazy.
0: So you go back and you sort of, um, You know, when I hear you say you went back to gymnastics, you didn't just go back for the physical, but you. in my mind, I'm like, oh, she went back to tap into those memories, too, to tap into Mm -hmm. that feeling, right? Those movements were going to elicit something you liked about that bigger than just the movements. And then you take a two-month break of of just kind of just floating in the ether, and then you strike at the opportunity when your friend tells you to go to CrossFit Gym. Do you remember the affiliate you went to?
3: CrossFit Holland.
0: And, and what was that exp- That's in Michigan.
3: Mm-hmm. Super great gym. Um, owned by Eli Kaufman. He's just like a super happy guy that just wants to help everyone. Um, so super positive experience. And from the beginning, like I wasn't really sure just cause like the door, the door closed with gymnastics. And I was just a little bit like, am I supposed to compete? Am I supposed to be doing this just to be healthy? And he was like, Really pushed me to compete. Like he's like, you can be really good at this. Like within a couple of weeks, he was telling me that. Wow. Um, yeah, and so he he was like, you need to sign up for this partner competition. It was like a few months after I started a CrossFit, and it was just so much fun, and I was hooked.
0: What year was that?
3: 2016.
0: 2016.
3: Uh, no, sorry, it was 2015. My first open was 2016, so it was like the fall of
0: 2015 there's this uh, powerful post you make in uh 2015 um it's it, it's it's a, it's a wake-up call to you about uh food and health and in a way it reminds me about uh myself uh you you basically would eat just um you thought that the way to lose to look yes. better and feel better these
3: crazy to see these.
0: was to put take a rice cake and to this oh. day, I do I do shit like this. Like if yeah. I'm gonna spend the day at the beach, but in the morning I'll just eat some maybe a rice cake or something. I do dumb shit like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you, you take the photo on your left is you tr- trying a, 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 a caloric myself. restricted diet? Yes, okay, let's just say it: starving yourself <laughs> um, to look good. And the photo on the right is you twenty pounds heavier,
3: yeah.
0: eating for healthy. Can, can you tell me about this whole? Uh, yeah
3: my food journey has been pretty nuts. Um, so looking back, I can see that I definitely had food allergies growing up, but I just didn't know. Um,
0: how would it manifest? Mucus? Mucus, I
3: get sick. I had so much acne as a child. I had like rashes all over. um, And then I feel like as I got older, the symptoms just got worse, like bloating. I would get full so quickly. I would get hurt all the time in gymnastics. I don't think my body was absorbing nutrients. Um, The acne was really, really bad. But I I figured out in, I think I was 20. Isn't that
0: crazy? Uh Look at your skin now. You're like a fucking porcelain doll.
3: (laughs) That is so nice. (laughs) Thank you. But you can even see on that left side, I feel like I look aged. Um,
0: you, well for, you, what's crazy is that is nine years ago and you, and you don't look older now. That's for sure. I don't know if you look age, but you, you look the same age.
3: Yeah. I guess for a t- 21 year old, I think that looks aged, but, um, so I figured out when I was 20 that it was gluten, like gluten was my main thing that was giving me trouble, um, I had like gone out to eat at Olive Garden with my friend and could like, it was hard to breathe on the way home. Like I was like, something is wrong. Like it shouldn't be hard to breathe after you eat a couple of breadsticks and a salad and some spaghetti or whatever. Um,
0: you mean 200 breadsticks?
3: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Those yeah, are so is-
3: good. Oh my gosh. They're really good. It's terrible for you, but uh, that's on my
2: list of things when I get home. Sorry. Is it, is that really Caleb? Dude, I, can't, dude, that's, I have such a long list. of shit to do? I was just, there's so much food I want to eat. I'm fucking starving over here.
3: Oh man. Um, okay. So I kind of, and I was working at, this is another side piece, but I went to hair school at one point in my life and I worked at a salon.
0: How old were um, you for that?
3: I was 19, I think.
0: And, and why yeah. did you want to do that?
3: Well, OK, so out of high school,
0: I'll get you back on track with gluten. Don't worry.
3: OK, after so, high school, I thought I wanted to be an art teacher. I love art and creating and drawing and whatever. Also
0: obvious from your Instagram that you are <laughs> art not. Yeah, it's cool.
3: So I get accepted into an art school. And I start the program and it was. So different than what I thought it was going to be, it was like the I don't want to put people down but the strangest people I've ever been around and like I could not understand what they were saying or like asking of me like I would be in an abstract art class and they'd be like this is good this is bad and I'm like they're both just like lines all over the paper like this does not make any sense like I'm artistic but I'm also logical so it's like I just I couldn't do it and I'm like I know I could go teach an art class right now like a a elementary art teacher I could go do that but like this is not that and I can't do this for four years um so I went home and I was just like dad I can't I can't do this um how long did it
0: take before you knew that that wasn't for you how long
3: oh like a few days like yeah I think I stuck with it for two weeks or something, but it was like.
0: What state was happened?
3: that in? Michigan, um, Grand Valley State University.
0: I would love to see the picture of that graduating class. I'm going to go <laughs> out on a limb here like a judgmental asshole and said uh, that. That, that was uh, 11, th- 12 years ago that um, most of those people are on uh, diabetes medication now, but that's Possibly.
3: just me. Possibly. So it had like an art program, but it still was like a university. So I dropped my art classes and got in with like a couple of my gen eds um, for the semester, but I just kind of was like, I don't know what I want to do. And like, I'm not going to spend money to just be undecided like I, i'm not going to do that so i'd always like doing hair and i think i did my sister's hair for homecoming that year and my dad was right there and i'm like this is just really fun and he's like go to school for it and so i was like all right so went to school for that worked at a salon for a little bit
0: you did that for a year you got your beautician's license
3: mm-hmm. yeah fuck wow yeah
0: that's kind of hard
3: yeah, I've heard yeah it pretty is. difficult it is yeah it's that it was a very interesting time of life, too. Like being in a school with all girls, and it was fun, but uh, yeah, worked at a salon, and that was the time where the gluten I was starting to have like major adverse reactions. And there was, sorry, one deep
0: question deep Do you get to it. keep that license your whole life? Like, could you just uh-huh. go anywhere now and just cut, cut? Could you go to super cuts and get a job? Job, I
3: didn't renew it, and that's oh, oh okay, that's a long okay. story, too, but okay, just wasn't. It wasn't my, my calling Colleen. life. Okay.
1: Okay. Understood. I okay. Your experience. Hair. I don't, so don't like
3: sitting or not sitting. I, do, I was too, I would say I'm like an extroverted introvert and like, I could not handle like the amount of just like stimulation and talking all day, every day. Like I would go home and just like sit in my car in the garage for like an hour because I was like, just dying inside.
0: Too much social um, interaction.
3: Yeah. So I was just like. I can't do this. So I actually let the license expire so that I wouldn't keep trying to go back to a salon and try it again. Cause I kept, I did that a couple of times, <laughs> but um, gluten, there was gluten. a client that came into the salon who had a kid that had like all of these allergies. And she was just like fascinating to listen to because she like, I don't know if you've seen this, but like a lot of parents that have kids that have food allergies, like a lot of parents don't change their lifestyle for their child. Like they just let their kids suffer. And this mom. I've
0: seen that once or two, twice
3: yeah, or three million times. This mom like changed everything. And it's like, you could tell that she just loved her kids so much. But I, she came in that, that week after I started kind of thinking like, maybe I have food allergies and I just kind of talked to her about what I was experiencing. And she's like, that really sounds like gluten. You should try to give it up for like a month and just see what happens. I was like, okay, I can commit to a month. Um, So I did it. And within, I would say within a week, I was like, oh my gosh, like my brain works better. Like just so many things. My skin started clearing up. My knees didn't hurt as bad. I wasn't bloated. Like so many positive signs that I was just like, okay, I'm never eating this again. Um, I've never gotten tested for celiac disease, but I've like tried it a couple times since then. And I get, I have such bad reactions to it. Like, I think I definitely do have celiac disease.
0: And and what is that? What celiac disease just means that you, you don't, you don't process gluten so good.
3: Yeah. It's basically where like, it's, your body's, it's an autoimmune disease. So it's like your body is attacking your body.
0: Celiac disease, sometimes it. called celiac sprue or gluten sensitivity, enteropathy, enter, enteropathy, enteropathy, enteropathy. Enteropathy. Thank you, Caleb. Is an immune reaction to eating gluten, a protein found in wheat, barley, and rye. If you have celiac disease, eating gluten triggers an immune response. Oh, in your small intestine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have an immune response to it. That's no good. No. That's no good. Y- your body's just in a constant war. You're just eating po- something your body doesn't want. Yep.
3: Yeah.
0: So. Uh, Rod M. Well, she's cool as fuck. Yeah, dude, but she can't <laughs> process gluten. You can- It
3: seriously that- sucks. Like,
0: what are you talking about? What are you talking <laughs> about? She's not that cool. She can't process gluten.
3: Uh, yeah, but... I forget why we were talking about this with that picture.
0: Because you had stopped you were you were you were you were trying to control the aesthetic oh. of your body by a, a caloric, by starving yourself.
3: Yeah, so after I gave up gluten, I felt good for a little bit and then I started kind of having like fear of other foods. It was re- I almost feel like I developed an eating disorder. Um Me too. There is an eating disorder called, like, orthorexia. Have you ever heard of that?
0: I, di- I just heard of it the other day where you don't want to eat spiders.
3: No. Oh. <laughs> it's like where you're scared of unhealthy food.
0: God, I wish I had that.
2: We, we did just talk about that the other day, I think.
0: <sighs> orthorexia is an unhealthy focus on eating in a healthy way. <laughs> eating nutritious food is good, but if you have orthorexia, you obsess about it to a degree that can damage your overall well-being.
3: Yeah, I was definitely doing that to the point where I started becoming like, oh, like I would relate every negative experience in my life to it has to be something with food. It has to be something I'm eating. So I would start, oh, I got to cut out dairy. Oh, I need to cut out nuts. Oh, I need to cut out eggs to the point where all of a sudden all I had left was like rice cakes and salsa. And then I'm falling over because I'm not getting any <laughs> nutrients. Like it was so stupid. But Part of the journey, I guess.
0: Did you ever do any vomiting or anything like that?
3: No, no. No. Just yeah, I got super obsessive, and then did
0: you ever do diet pills? Did you ever do like a mini thins? No, no. Cocaine, meth, heroin. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
0: cocaine. No, none of that. There's no gluten in cocaine. (laughs) Sebon, you need to read Grain Brain. Grain. Do you eat oatmeal now?
3: I do. So I went through a period of time and I, looking back, I think what happened is I got gluten out, but my gut was so messed up that I think my body was like, Hey, there's more work to be done here. So it didn't feel good. You know, like my, I just overall just didn't feel great. I had brain fog all the time and just like, couldn't figure out why. And looking back on it, I think cutting out the gluten like started, Like, it allowed my gut to be, like, okay, you're doing something for me. Let's keep going. Um, But after I kind of stopped, like, starving myself, obsessing, I started adding in, like, I did a lot of, like, paleo-primal type stuff. And I think that was really good for, like, healing my gut. And now I'm able to do, like, oatmeal and rice and things like that. And I don't have any problems with it.
0: Can you share with us some of the things that you did to heal it beyond uh, cutting out gluten?
3: Um, there was a period, I feel like, and I don't know if this goes back to, like, the stress of gymnastics and, like, all of that, but um, I was just exhausted. And I had a couple years where, like, I just lived a very, very simple life and didn't – I didn't – work full time because I was like I don't have the I did not have the mental energy to be able to do that like I feel like my body was so tired and like needed to heal that I needed to allow like it to have time to rest if that makes sense um and it was like I knew my whole life I had always been a super high energy motivated person so I did struggle internally of like Am I just becoming a lazy person? But I honestly think that most of the laziness that we see in today's society is because people don't feel good. You know what I mean? Um, but I feel like during that time, I wasn't just being lazy. Like I was like uh, trying to, like, whether it was working another part-time job at the YMCA or whatever, like trying to like learn about different facets of health to be able to heal. Um, and then just like surrounding myself with healthy people and just like learning everything that I could.
0: Is is all of that done now?
3: It's kind of ongoing gluten, your
0: diet, your food, the way you eat, you feel like you have it all under control now?
3: So my biggest thing is my blood sugar gets super messed up super easy. I just have to like, and I've been like that my whole life. Um, I have to make sure that I'm eating every couple hours. Part of that's being an athlete too, I think. Um, but I am just, I'm super sensitive to crappy food. So like, I just have to have very high quality food or I just, I turn into a crappy person if I eat crappy food.
0: <laughs> uh, so, so it, it, but you kind of have that to leverage against yourself, right? If you do want to eat yeah. something crappy, you're, yeah. you're like, there's going to be consequences to this.
3: Yeah. Um, I go to a holistic doctor too. And she, she always says like, eat that other stuff. Like if you want to go get ice cream, make sure you're happy when you go do that. Because like when you're happy, your body, it literally releases different hormones and helps you digest food better than if you're like, just
0: hating yourself while you're eating ice cream.
3: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Like we went and got ice cream last night and I'm fine.
0: Uh, are, what about this podcast are, are, are you hating this it, and it's you can i don't care it, I, I mean i do care but are you hating this like is this like we've been on for that was a fast 68 minutes by the way i can't even believe we're an hour and eight minutes in um are you hating this or do you start to feel drained just from this
3: no um and i should say i get drained from pointless conversation like just mm. like surface level like hey how are you doing like do you know what i mean like someone that you're never gonna see again but you're acting like you care but you don't really care that kind of thing
0: i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) unfortunately i had to do a lot of that last night while researching you um uh uh i had a temper tantrum on my podcast last night about some of the podcasts that you had previously been on um (laughs) Uh, it's, 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 I, I mean, I'm a bad person for even bringing it up um, w- Tell me about this So you meet Jared in 2016 And are there sparks Between you guys right away?
3: Absolutely not I was so no. scared of him Like so scared of him
0: um, Like you'd never seen a man With so much facial hair and shit You're like what's wrong no, with this guy Get a haircut. Our,
3: our first interaction I was on the whole 30 You know what that is?
0: Uh, I know. I know who she is. She's a wackadoodle of the highest order, but yeah, complete nut job. I wonder, I'd love to have her on the show now and ask her about how she treated her kids in the last two years, but sorry, I digress.
3: (laughs) Anyways, I was doing the whole 30 and I was at Granite games and I was just in like proximity of Jared. And he was like, do you want to kill Cliff? And I couldn't because I was on the whole 30 and it has sugar in it. I was like, no, thank you. And he was like, that's so stupid. Why would someone say no to a coach? <laughs> that was our first interaction. I was just like, <laughs> what in the world? And I remember telling him to something about, cause he was in like adrenal fatigue. That's why he didn't compete at granite games. And I remember telling him something cause he was like drinking coffee as he was telling me he was in adrenal fatigue. And I was like, I know you're not supposed to be doing that. <laughs>
0: Oh, did you tell him that?
3: Yeah. Yeah. What'd he say? Like, really? Like, he was kind of receptive, but he loves coffee so much. There's no way he gave it up. But
0: Uh, By the way, Paper Street Coffee, go there. Type in the code SEVON between now and Thanksgiving. Get 20% off.
3: Yeah. So 2017, Jared.
0: Back to the courtship.
3: Yeah. Still, he had kind of like a. How would you say it the way Haram, he led, the, <laughs> the way he led our team in 2017 was definitely like. It was almost like we were in the military, like we were the subordinates and he was the. Leader. So we didn't really like socialize with him that much. Um,
0: you made a post of him. Happy birthday to our fearless leader. And it yeah. shows him like running with a weight vest. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I would say that's a good, like, accurate description of kind of how I felt about Jared. Like, he was a great leader, great coach, but I didn't really have like a personal relationship with him. And um, he didn't,
0: he really. So you were on a team for a year together, and you still didn't have a personal relationship with him.
3: I mean, like, like to, would you text
0: him something I, funny you saw on Instagram? No,
3: no,
0: no. no. okay. Wow. Okay.
3: Like we would talk at the gym, you know, but it right. was CrossFit related. I think right. the most that we talked like outside of CrossFit is he knew that I cut hair. And so he would ask me to trim his beard. So like I during knew. the... What? I think
0: that was his way of hitting on her, Caleb? A hundred percent, dude. Oh, yes. Like, oh, can you trim <laughs> up this thing a little bit? <laughs> I- your face right in front of my face.
3: I actually had never trimmed a beard. And I was so nervous that I was gonna mess it up. But he had like been so generous with me moving down and like helping me like find a place to live and just like all this stuff that I was like, I can't say no to him asking me to trim his beard so I was just like, hopefully this turns out okay. But
0: uh, and, and then what happened? Where, where did where did where did the courtship like where did you start so to he was think, actually, oh, this guy might he like was, me
3: He was married. Um, and he went through a divorce at the end of 2018.
0: Oh, so that's respectable. He was married, and he had firm boundaries.
3: Yeah, With, yeah. with
0: the girls, I, I yeah. respect Jared.
3: Yep. Yeah. So he went through a divorce in 2018. We had become closer friends. Our whole team was a lot closer in 2018. I would say, like, our team in 2017 was, at least for me, I felt like it was motivated by fear, and then in 2018 it was like motivated by like love if that makes sense
0: yeah Uh, yeah
3: and so we all became closer friends and then
0: he kind of he let you guys come in closer
3: yeah which yeah i'm not gonna get into his personal life but i think that there's a lot of reasons that he wasn't getting personal with people you know um did
2: did that make the team tighter what did that make the team tighter and he was like more oh, intimate yeah. with you guys,
3: and we were way better. You know, like I think that the average person or all people will go far further for someone that they love than someone that they that they fear.
2: Mm. Mm. You know, the, the military that. leaders that I've ever worked with who like treat everybody like they're in the military are the worst ones. Yeah, but people that I've worked with that are very personable, that build relationships with people, um, they like invite you out to go to have a barbecue or whatever those are the best ones that i've ever worked
3: for yeah
0: 100 yep yeah it, it seems like it would be hard to keep distance from people that you're just sweating with every single day too yeah i mean it's yep. it's a it's a it's an intimate process day in and day out mm-hmm. for sure um so, 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 so basically that time together and in his period of healing, you guys came closer and closer together until you both realized that there was, there there was yeah. a spark there. Yep. Was yeah. that fun? And, was that exciting? I mean,
3: yeah. having and a
0: crush think, on someone or starting a new relationship is so it's like getting a new car, but better
3: Yeah. or a dog. For real. Definitely. Yeah. It was super exciting. And I think like, I think our relationship is a very special dynamic just because like we were teammates and then friends and then started dating you know what I mean like I feel like that's a really hard like they always say oh you should be best friends with a person that you're with but like if you're attracted to somebody like it's pretty hard to just be friends before you're romantically together but we had that so it was like we built this like respect for each other over years before we were romantically together. I
0: couldn't agree with you more. It's like the wisest thing to do in a relationship if you can.
3: Yeah. But show probably some discipline.
0: Yeah, I totally, because we're made to be intimate. But but if you can have firm boundaries and respect the game and, and, and like and, and build and build let the tension just really build.
3: Yeah. Like just yeah.
0: really let it fucking build. Yeah. i I don't want to speak for all all men and i don't want to make it to seem like it has anything to do with morality but men will be very patient yeah i think so
3: too it it,
0: but and i and i and i don't mean to put the 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 responsibility on the women but a good man will be very 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 patient
3: yeah for the right woman like yeah. if they know that that's the person they're supposed to be with, or like that they really like. They, I, I hear
0: that. And if you fuck with him, you'll you'll do damage to the relationship. But if you're honest with him, um, you will build a a, a foundation to that relationship that can really get you through some shit, man. Yep.
3: Yeah.
0: Like if yeah. I if I was having problems with my wife, you know who I'd want to talk to? My wife. Like, fuck, can you not be my wife for a second? I need some advice on how to deal with my wife. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, and, and you can build that before you you go into it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, like being on a team together is a com- like a whole nother factor. I can't even other. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like we're able because we're business partners, too. Like we own a gym. So it's like. What's the,
0: what's the name of your gym? Your Is your gym?
3: CrossFit 417.
0: Is it an affiliate? Oh, it is a yeah. warm Okay, okay. Sorry, um, go on. Your business owners, your yeah. married, and your teammates.
3: Yeah, so it's and like best I feel friends. Like we're able to like tap into teammate mode when we need to. You know, like or even he's my coach too. So it's like there. There was a little period of time where when we first got together, like I have to kind of like turn off my brain now of like or switch it to like okay, he's coach. Now because otherwise I'll get like emotionally charged if he's telling me like, Hey, you need to do this on your snatch. I hear like you're terrible. You know what I mean? But when I switch it to coach mode, I'm like, Oh yeah, of course. But
2: Yeah, I can't tell my wife like anything she's done wrong in the gym. Like I just we separate. Right, Let's say we walk into the gym, she does her thing and I do mine thing. Cause I yeah. we get a little heated.
3: Yeah.
0: When I think of Jen and Sam Dancer, I think um, of of uh, like being around them, and I'm just making fun of them. I, I really like them, but I think of it as prayer camp. Prayer camp. <laughs> yeah, prayer camp. Prayer camp. <laughs> I, Have
3: you ever I, hung out with them?
0: No, I no, not at all. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I just judge from afar. I just think of them. They are. I saw this Instagram account the other day. It's called the Conservative Hippie. Like, I, mean, I, I. I, I admire sam so much because i would love to live a life just in um uh speedo i the the perfect life for me is living somewhere where it's so hot i wake up in the morning i hardly put on any clothes and i just start sweating because it's so fucking humid and hot and i I, but i also see this side of him that's um i I think of them just as a very uh a, a, a man of the bible like, like like I don't even know if that's true but I just I just like a a man who is has strong moral character
3: Yeah I'd say that's true
0: Um did you did you have when you assimilate with those two did you already have that also or or when you get on a team with them what was that like that experience being with Jen and Sam who who have this uh very strong benevolent character I, I mean it in, the, in a, I hope it's coming across like a compliment. I mean it yeah. as a compliment.
3: No, they're definitely like, they have a lot of personality, you know. Um, Sam, we actually laugh about this whole competition because, like, I'll tell them how I told them recently, like, kind of through my eyes, how I viewed them. And they were like, what? Mostly Jen. Because <laughs> it was just scary, you know? Like, but um, Sam, I think, had just, He had competed at the games that year individually and he, I think had like a broken foot or broken ankle. It's broken something. Um, When I showed up in Missouri, he was just like super quiet, like didn't really talk to me much. And I was, I think he was just maybe a little nervous about his foot. I don't know. He got more talkative as the weekend went on, but my first impression of him was just like, He's a lot quieter than he is on social media, but I think he was just tired or something. I don't know. Um, And then Jen, we were laughing about this the other day. The first event was a one mile run for time. And then you came in and you maxed your clean and jerk. Um, And I PR'd my clean and jerk and I was just like super pumped, you know, and she was just like, okay, that's great. But like, stay humble, stay humble. And I was just like, I wasn't wasn't doing anything that was like, like crazy. You know, I was just happy. You didn't look over
0: at the other girls and be like, fuck you bitches.
3: No, not at all. But I told her that the other day. She's like, oh my gosh, I said that? And I was like, yeah. And she was like calling me McKenzie all weekend. Like it was really strange. But
0: um, Oh, like she thought that was your name?
3: Yeah. Yep. We still laugh about that. But yeah I don't know. They were just like super stud athletes, and I just like i viewed i viewed them as like you know like gods like they were just like, oh my gosh um uh,
0: is it a hard is it a pretty hard uh, core um like you guys pray before you go and there's a lot of bible talk or it, what it, amongst you guys you go to church
3: um we've been struggling with church a little bit lately. Um, so,
0: so you did go, but you don't go,
3: yeah we're trying to find we're trying to find a church we vibe with a little bit better but,
0: but it's an important part of your life I could tell from your Instagram,
3: yeah, I love God and I love jesus for sure and
0: um, how and how did that happen?
3: I grew up in a Christian home um but didn't really like I would say, okay, when I was 19, I feel like, okay, so I was like a pretty good kid growing up. Like I just knew how to be a good kid, I guess. Um, and so like church was,
0: your parents instilled morals in you.
3: Yeah. Yep. And it was pretty easy for me to be a good child and like to get good grades and to do good in sports and it was just praised, you know, and then you get out of high school, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. When you're an athletic, artistic child, you're super praised. And then in the real world, those are kind of useless skills to most people. So it's like you're used to being this like super praised child. And then you get out of high school and you're kind of useless. Um, And so I really struggled with that. Went through a breakup with a boyfriend, um, just kind of like was lost, I guess. And just wasn't heading down like an awesome path. Like was partying and just not that I was like a bad person, but just wasn't like I wasn't making good decisions with my life. Let's put it that way. And then did you get a DUI? Um, no, nope. <laughs> never got a DUI. <laughs> okay. But just like different, like bad relationships and just just wasn't making smart de- decisions. And just kind of really had like a coming to Jesus moment. Literally, like I have always been able to kind of do this on my own and like figure life out on my own. And it was like, I knew that I needed help and I knew that I needed guidance. And I, I, I knew I wanted to be connected to something bigger than myself because myself wasn't enough, if that makes sense. Um, And I feel like it just kind of like the story of grace and the story of, the gospel like finally clicked for what it actually meant. Um, like it's not just following this list of rules and trying to be a good person. It's like, you're going to, you're going to fall down on your face and like, but you can get back up and keep going and you can offer that grace to other people as well.
0: Uh, um, I, th- There's a very interesting sentence you said in there. I wasn't making good decisions. Yeah. This, this shows the correct mindset f- to optimize y- one's happiness. You get to keep mm-hmm. all your power and you get to fix yourself because you take responsibility for your situation. Yeah. I wasn't making good decisions. It wasn't, I was around bad people. It wasn't like um people were treating me bad. There, there's no, there's no victim there. There's, no. the, so, someone no. said something very interesting here too. Uh, 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 Case K- and D, very handsome, redheaded man. It's always weird meeting the coolest people because they're so unlike everyone else. I assume you're talking about me. Thank you. <laughs> um, this that you call it a come to Jesus moment? Is it something that takes place over weeks or months? Or no. it was no, like no. a,
3: like I called up. My, it was my youth pastor that I had growing up, his wife. And she was somebody that I felt safe around and someone that loved Jesus, but wasn't judgmental. Um, And we went to steak and shake and split a basket of fries. (laughs) 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 And I just told her like where I'm at, because I think that something with my personality, if you read about Enneagram, a three is the achiever and um, I'm really good at making it look like I have my life put together and that comes easy to me. And um, so during that time, nobody knew how much I was struggling that like, I couldn't be alone. I was too uncomfortable to be alone with myself because I hated myself. And um, it like, having that conversation with her and just like sharing my deepest, darkest like secrets and fears and all these things, like just broke something inside of me in a good way. Like it was like, I can show who I really am and this person still loves me and explained like mm. what forgiveness is and what grace is. And that like, that's not who I am. That's something that I did and um that you have the choice to for the rest of your life of who you're going to be, you know, and we actually, like, drove back to my parents' house, because I was still living there at the time, and we just, like, it was almost, like, symbolic, like, we went over to this huge rock and just, like, knelt down, I was bawling, like, and it was one of those, I don't know if you ever, like, cried like that, but, like, we're You can't, you you can't control it. Like, it's just like some things, it was like something was on this
0: show. One time
3: on the
0: show. Yeah. Be careful where you take me. I'm concerned my tear ducts are going to turn on right now. Go on.
3: Yeah. And uh, we just like knelt down by this rock and I just like put my hands on the rock and she put her like one hand on the rock and one hand on me and just like prayed over me and just explained that like, God is, God is our rock. And that like, um, just spoke of his forgiveness and grace and how much he loves us and like I felt his love that night and it com- it changed me like it was like I I felt like like I feel like a lot of people talk about God and like how condemning and judgmental he is but like I experienced just pure love. It yeah, that's like, the
0: God Sam dancer experiences.
3: Yeah, and it was like, man, I can't like somebody could tell me the most horrific thing ever that they did. And it's like, I might have an opinion about it, but like, who am I? Like, you know what I mean? Like we're all, we're all scumbags in certain ways. You know what I mean? And it's especially like,
0: the boy versions of us,
3: <laughs> but it was like an immediate, like it wasn't like, a, over a couple weeks. It was like something happened to me. For sure.
0: I, I saw this, um, the other day if 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 you don't um we're all cracked Yeah. and if you don't let the light what, what was it if you don't let the light do you know what i'm saying killer if you don't let the light if you don't let the uh you like that if you don't let the light in the light will kill you basically mm. But there was the, they, they had the word cracking and we're all cracked. And if you don't let the light in your crack, the, the light will kill you. But it was basically like, that's what you were feeling. Basically, yeah. like if you were an egg, you were feeling something. And if you wouldn't have cracked, you would have died. And so yeah. you cracked and let the light in.
3: Yeah. And I think that I was like, I was getting so good at pretending that I was good and like creating this version of myself. And it's like that cracking it's like so hard for me to fake things now. Like, it's like, I am who I am. And it's like, as I'm getting older too, especially, it's just like, this is, this is, you know, like, this is what you get. And like, or I'm having a hard day today or whatever, where I used to be like, just put on the face and everything's fine. But it's like, it's not. That's not a true human experience.
0: How long had it had been since you had talked to that lady?
3: Uh, uh, she went to my parents' church. I can't remember. I don't think I was going to their church, but I would see her every once in a while, but it had been a while since we had, like, talked, like, talked, talked. But we're still, we're, we're, like, she's one of the most awesome people that I
0: Victor know. Brown, we are all, oh, here we go. Uh, We are all broken. That's how the light gets in. Mm we cracked to let the light in. Uh, and then, yeah, we're all broken. That's how the light gets in Hemingway. Oh, that was Hemingway. And then there was another, and then someone added a second line to it that just blew me away. That basically, if you don't let the light in, it will kill you. Your time will be up. Uh, Interesting. Um, and how did she know how to do that?
3: She told me, she was like, I have no idea what he wanted to talk to you or talk about. Um, like after the fact, like after we were done with the conversation, she was like, I was just really hoping you didn't kill somebody
1: <laughs> That's <what> She told
3: <laughs> <me>. <laughs> she's like because I don't know what I would have done <laughs> I was like no I didn't kill anybody how, how old were you at this point uh, Nineteen. you said I think I was 20 at that point point. 20 or 21 20 I
0: think do you kind ever get do, blur do, together. Do, do, you, do you ever get concerned that that thing that you opened up to might have closed and you might not be aware that it closed
3: What do
0: you mean? Like, do you ever get a, a, um, uh, you know, there's the saying, um, people will lose their keys and they'll go fucking batshit crazy looking for them. They lose themselves and they don't even know it.
3: Like, what I experienced losing that?
0: Yeah, not losing it, but. um, So I bear with me for this visualization. You were this being that was closed and you were trapped in your own little world. And yeah. it cracked and now the light came in and, 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 and your experience. But that maybe that you will fake that you're open. You'll fake the experience. Oh. And that that thing will close and the light won't be coming in anymore, but you won't know it. Like,
3: um, do, do you kind
0: of, do you see what I'm saying? If not, it's okay. We can move on.
3: A little bit. I think the closest thing that I fear is especially like getting higher up in the CrossFit world as a competitor and an athlete, like just because I used to put so much pressure and weight on my achievements and that was part of who I was and just like all this stuff. I love being a competitor, but sometimes like I worry that I'm going to like revert back. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I, I hear what you mean. I don't, um, I, I don't know how the Enneagram thing works, but I don't brace. I don't avoid emotional pain at all.
3: Yeah. That's an eight.
0: Yeah. Zero. I'm, I'm all, I'm all about it. I want to see. I'm all, I'm all about it. I'm like. I'm let, let, Break my heart.
3: Oh, <laughs> me, maybe that me, isn't an eight. Let oh, me God. see.
0: Let me see what's going to happen. I don't want it. Don't get me wrong, but it never comes up. I don't think before I jump, I'm all Forrest Gump. I'm all for Have Gump. you
3: always been that way?
0: yeah kind of yeah yeah but now yeah, it's like now it it's that. once i got once i tasted a little bit of getting canceled i was like fuck this i'm going i'm all in i'm jumping in the fire
3: yeah canceling oh. canceling
0: um you'll go to why do the uh zelos games By the way, thank you for sharing that story. Oh, let me go. Sorry. Sorry. Before the zealous games. So she, how did go back to that? How did she know to do that? Like, how does someone know to take you to a rock and put a hand on you and a hand on the rock? She doesn't even know how she knows just came from the guy. I think
3: that that's like, she prayed for wisdom before. And I think that's something divine helping her.
0: God, what a cool experience. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's like probably a good, one of the crowning achievements of her life.
3: Yeah. And she probably like she's such an awesome person that like she probably has experiences like that with people all the time because she's just someone like that you can trust, you know, like I think that's huge. You
0: because- don't think she went home and opened up like a 12-pack of Coors Light and was like, saved another one for you, God. <laughs> ding, 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 <laughs> motherfucker.
3: No. <laughs> oh, all
0: right. All right. Uh, um, if if you ever if you ever if you ever talk to her about have you ever talked to her about it since that happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm.
2: This reminds me of of Ariel Lowen's story. She had a oh, yeah. very similar story with her um, when she was pregnant. Like the woman came up to her and was like, "Oh yeah, there's I somebody saying. within you." And I,
0: yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, so Zellos Games You're going to go to the Zellos Games uh, Are you putting shit tons of pressure on you And to go No
3: No, no I Obviously want to do well But I just I don't know It just When I got the invitation And it was like He Is giving us a stipend for travel And hotel It was kind of like Why not Why not Why not
0: Fuck it why not? Is, I was excited Jared- about
3: it So I was like if I'm excited about it, I'm going to do
0: it. Is Jared going with you?
3: Yep. So we're in we're in Austin right now. He competed at the tactical games this past oh. week. Oh. And then we're flying from here to Vegas, and then we'll fly back to Austin and then drive to Missouri.
0: That's cool. I had the found, or the owner of that company on my show. His name's Jared. That's a cool dude. Yeah, Jared Helpert. Yeah. Wow, that's a cool dude.
3: Mm-hmm. He's really awesome. He has some crazy stories. I don't know if you got into that, but...
0: I don't remember. Everyone's telling me crazy stories, but, but I, but I had him on and I just have the feeling that I really liked him and enjoyed him. Like I really liked him. Like I, mm-hmm. like this is going to sound weird, but there's these guests on where I'm like, I wonder where they live. And then afterwards, don't tell anyone this. I'll look on <laughs> Trulia to see if I could make, maybe I should move near them.
3: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, maybe I should buy a house. Like I, and the reason why is I think my kids would benefit greatly from being around a man like that.
3: Yeah. The Tactical Games community is pretty cool. Like, I, the CrossFit community is really cool too, but it's a little different. Um, Just very manly men.
0: Yeah, I like that.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I feel safe around those guys.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're walking around and you hear, like, all this gunfire, but you're also like, I feel so safe right now. It's really strange.
0: Yeah, like that dude from Halloween ain't fucking coming to the tactical games.
3: <laughs>
0: no, I get fucked up. Um, uh, it, it must be uh, it must be quite the scene when you and Jared go out. I used to have three <laughs> Great Danes, and when I I would be like, and, and I smoked weed back then, and I fucking hated. I wanted to be alone with them, but yeah. whenever I walked with them, like someone's gonna say something to you. It's just an yeah. absurd. It's kind of an absurd scene. Is it kind of like that when you and Jared go out? Like if you're at a hotel and you guys go to the pool and everyone's like, what the fuck is going on here?
3: <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I kind of have learned to just like I I feel like I kind of put my blinders on. Jared notices it a lot more than I do. But yeah, because did, he has to
0: be alert because he's doing man shit. He has yeah. to be like, he has to be alert. You have to be he's probably
2: caring too, so
3: this yeah. is actually a funny story. <laughs> we were at Target. And we were like in the grocery section and I look over. Jared had like, do you know what Stokies are? Like those short shorts. Yes. Like the army. Stalkies I noticed shorts. his
0: short shorts. I noticed his, He's. I noticed them.
3: So it's he had videos. those on. I had like a tank top on. Whatever. I look over and this family is like a mom, a dad, and maybe like two kids are just like pointing i think they were pointing at jared and like laughing saying things like just straight up like making fun of him (laughs) and i for some reason like sometimes what state
0: is this what state is this missouri i love this (gasps) shit
3: this is awesome and i'm like i'm just watching it to like make sure that that's what they're actually doing and for some reason i was just in a certain mood And I look over, and I go, what's so funny? (laughs) And they, like, got this look and just kind of, like, looked down. And Jared's like, what's happening right now? And I'm like, they're making making fun of you for your short shorts. (laughs) And he's like, I don't care. What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't like that they're making fun of you. And then I'm like, they probably... They're probably like this guy in short shorts, this girl with huge arms. Like, what is this? But I just got so mad. I was like, you you should have gone
0: over there and heckled him, too. You should have been. You seriously should have gone over and stood with the family and been like, yeah, don't you have anything longer than that to wear?
1: (laughs) You should have totally heckled him, too.
0: Hey, if I saw you guys, I don't go to Target, but if I saw you guys in a Target. And I walk by the aisle, I would turn around and walk down the aisle to get a closer look. One (laughs) hundred fucking percent. I live my life to fucking look at human being anything like my kids. And I saw a mouse the other day and followed it down the street for 30 minutes. Fucking tortured his ass. Poor guy was exhausted. (laughs) I mean, we weren't we weren't throwing rocks at him or anything, but we just followed him. And like he just wanted there was nowhere he could hide. He just wanted to be alone. Yeah. Like, fuck you. We don't get to see a mouse every day. We don't get to see Jared <laughs> Stevens and Christine Cole and Brander every day in Target. I'm going to come stare. <laughs> that that takes some balls, though, to make fun of Jared. That seems like a fucking like... I know. You better get your insurance he papers in in like. He uh, was
3: like, you need to calm down. I was like, I <laughs> Just in a mood.
0: Uh... I appreciate you for your time. I appreciate you for working with your cell phone. I appreciate you for uh, sharing your story of, uh, of some, some of the, the the deepest and most loving moments you've had in your life, whether it be with Jared uh, gymnastics and and with God, it's you, you were, you were very generous with your stories and, yeah. um, and we'll be seeing you in Vegas. I won't be there, but I'll, I'll probably be bugging you. Um, some, our camera guys will be there and they'll be interviewing people as they cross the finish line, gasping for air and, um, <laughs> I'll see you there.
3: Cool. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Uh, I don't know your husband, but uh, please say hi to him and uh, tell him thank you. I appreciate him.
3: Okay, I will. Awesome. Okay. Bye, you Ciao. guys.
0: Bye. Bye. Give myself a nine point two. I give you a nine point three, Caleb. Caleb, <laughs> you and I are starting to get into a groove together. I think so. Yeah. Starting to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, we're putting in the time together. But that's why yeah, i, sent I you that text the other night i was just i'm like fuck i'm i'm, I'm like it, it makes me nervous how much i'm liking having you on the show because then i like that's why i don't know if you notice know but every once in a while now i'm texting more often are you going to be on the show are you going to be on the show I'm starting to get a lot of anxiety <laughs>
2: yeah i try to give you a heads up when i'm
0: not able to but um yeah. uh trish i really want to know her take on steroids will we do another interview ask her about that uh I thought you were moving up here to Madison. Oh, did you see, Heidi, this is on my next live calling show. This is like I'm going to try to move away from transgender COVID abortion racism talk. One of the articles I have is, did you see that the University of Wisconsin-Madison girls volleyball team did like a photo shoot with each other? And it's like a naked photo shoot. And then one of the girls' phones got hacked and all the pictures are out. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, do not buy your kids cell phones. I feel so bad for these girls. I have no issue with them doing that. They're bonding. They're in the fucking locker room taking naked pictures of each other and somehow they got out. And it's like that like It's so unfair. They're just fucking kids having fun. But that's why, like like can you imagine if, what, what there would be out there of me if I had a cell phone at 16?
2: Oh man. That's shitty. That really sucks.
0: <laughs> not voted, Taylor. Tyler. Are you on the are you on the um Zellos thread, Caleb? Did I put you on yeah. there? Yeah. i mean, rotated, not voted. Damn it. I accident <sighs> That's too much to get into. Uh UFC preview show. God, I, I need to. I'm just – I had so much trouble organizing Darian and Justin every week that I kind of got, like, sour to it. But I guess I can just go back and do it myself. It's my – it's like – say that again?
2: It is kind of – it's difficult getting those two together.
0: It is the um, least watched show that we do, although it does quite well on Spotify and iTunes. Um. Are you voting for it, uh Patrick? Is that is that a upvote? Man, this weekend's fights are gonna be nuts. Oh, I'm stoked. Nuts. I'm gonna have to stay up to watch it. What time what time will the main card start
2: where you're at? Uh probably like two a.m., three a.m. Will other
0: people stay up with you to watch it? Yeah, I think one of my buddies is gonna watch it with me. Dude, the main event's gonna be nuts. All right, I'm fucking stoked. Although I started watch I started doing research on it. More in depth. And the first fight that Israel fought Alex Pereira, 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 Pereira. The first fight went to a judge's decision, and most people do think that Israel won it. Ooh, really? Yeah.
2: Interesting. I mean, Alex, he he seems pretty confident that he's just going to wreck him again, make it
0: three for three. Yeah, that'll be crazy. I wonder if Heidi watches UFC. I feel like she would have to, right? F- Caleb gets to watch for free. <laughs> no, free, Patrick. You know <sighs> ain't doing nothing for free. Signed his life away. Yeah, right. Only thing he does for free is this show. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you tonight. Uh, we have an amazing guest tonight. An amazing guest tonight, and I want to say that he made the last post he made on his Instagram really blew me away. I did not expect him. Um, he is a man who's made it his life goal to make skateboarding the biggest sport in the world. He is on his way to achieving. Whether he achieves his goal or not, he he has achieved. I guarantee you, um, a, a, a momentum that brings happiness and value to his life. But recently a Scientologist. But recently he made a post that really, uh, his most recent post really blew me away. He kind of stepped out of this. He's always been neutral like Switzerland, but he made a post yesterday that I'm like, holy shit, this, this show is going to be more interesting than I thought. Um, his name is Aaron Cairo. Cairo. I always get, I always get his last name wrong. And uh, he started Braille skating. He basically owns skateboarding on YouTube, skateboarding videos. And, and they're not the um, clickbaity, um, uh, stuff that it, it, a lot of it's a great instructional content for kids and he does does a lot of fun funny stuff uh, also Jeff Maybe thank you, you bye uh jeff i also have um yes you can download the app uh you can also uh jeff i also have your five hundred pound deadlift queued up for the next live Colin show so all right uh love you guys see you guys m- most of you not all of you i wanna love all of you um i'll see uh you guys. This evening, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Bye-bye.